0: Welcome to Falling for Jesus. I'm Isabel. Every week at Falling for Jesus, we will be diving into a chapter of Scripture and breaking down the Bible to learn more of our God and falling in love with Jesus. For points of reference, I will be reading the New Living Translation version of the Bible. Join me in using your Bible or click to the YouTube link where the podcast will be posted with follow-along text to read the Word as we go along. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this day. And thank you, Lord, for uniting us together to hear your word and learn more and more from you. Lord, as we read chapter 16... Teach us and take away from us the anxiety that time and desperation cause within us. Give us the confidence in your promises to wait on you, for you always know when the time is right. Thank you for your blessings, and thank you for the grace of being able to say your name today, Lord Jesus. Thank you because you give us salvation. Thank you because you redeem us, and because you are our Lord and Savior that sees us and hears us when we call out to you. And let's pray the prayer Jesus taught us to our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new Faithful Friday episode. This is here, Isabel. I am your host as always for every week per usual. And thank you for coming to another Faithful Friday on the Falling for Jesus podcast. Today we are going to be diving into Genesis 6 A few weeks ago, we had talked about Genesis 15. We talked about how in the first verse of Genesis 15... God says, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. I hope you were able to participate in searching for your favorite verse that starts with, Do not be afraid, and that this has been a phenomenal week for you in walking with your faith. As we get ready on this Faithful Friday to meditate on the weekend and get ready for the next week, we are going to be talking about the bright ideas. So, It goes like this. Genesis 16, the birth of Ishmael. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, This is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord, who had spoken to her. She said, You are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named Laha Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Wow, what a wild chapter. There are so many things happening in this wine chapter. As I was reading and meditating on chapter 16, I thought about the bright ideas. You ever want something so bad? You would want to get that thing or person or circumstance, however which way that you can. So quite frankly, you get desperate. I know it has happened to me. Now, before I begin from the top of the chapter, I just want to reiterate, God had promised Abram in Genesis 15 that he was going to have a son. In fact, he says it in Genesis 15, verse 4, Then the Lord said to him, No, your servants will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir just marinate on that as I begin the breakdown and it goes like this so many times in life we do not know what or how God is going to do things yet because we get antsy and we want things instantly and in our time and when it fits in our schedule we start to pine over certain things that we really want. So then we start concocting the bright ideas, the bright ideas that oftentimes are not so bright. These bright ideas often lead us nowhere where we want to go, yet lead us to other problems instead of solutions. In Genesis 16, Sarai and Abram are still in the same boat desiring, yearning, dreaming, wanting to have a baby still, and it appears so that Abram and Sarai have still been wanting but still have not been able to have one. So Sarai comes up with a bright idea. Hey, if I can't have a baby, let's do this instead. It says in Genesis 16, verse 2. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. And as we see there, Sarai is desperate to have a baby. She feels like out of Hagar, she'll be able to enjoy the throes of motherhood somehow. And Abram being desperate as well says, mm, Okay, I'll do it. Something to take in and fully understand here is when a blessing is for you, it is completely directed to you. You won't have to do anything to get it. You won't have to urge someone to give it to you. It will just plainly be for you because that is what God has intended, period. Abram agrees because he got impatient with waiting for God's timing. Now we read the verse in Genesis chapter 15. I will repeat it again in case you lost it. In Genesis 15 verse 14 it says, Then the Lord said to him, No, your servants will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. And then in Genesis 15 verse 6 it says, And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. I want to marinate on that for a little minute. It says, Abram believed the Lord. If Abram believed the Lord, what changed? Why was he doing this act of marrying Hagar and impregnating her if he believed the Lord a whole chapter ago? It must have been the time and desperation both combined. For in Genesis 16 verse 3, we see, So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. 10 years waiting for this promise to be fulfilled and Abram and Sarai have grown tired of the waiting. So naturally so when Sarai brings up this option he takes it. Why? Because though he believed the promise, his flesh and desire became more important than the promise that was bestowed upon him by God. How many of us have stepped into something without God in the picture simply because we wanted it so bad? When God has always known that what he has does not compare to whatever we think or assume we have achieved by our own merit and understanding. That is why the Lord tells us in Proverbs Chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. He must have been caught up in the excitement of producing an heir that he was swept up by that emotion. And he wasn't bothered by how he was going to get a child. He just knew he was going to get one finally. And he was satisfied sufficiently with that notion. In this, we learn that when we feel this way, stepping out on a desire or making a bright idea that takes God out of the picture that is rushed that seems desperate in a way we need to pull the brakes back we need to back all the way up and think about what's going on and analyze is this happening from my desire or is this happening because God is moving the mountains for me why Because Abram, like many of us, let our desire and dreams make us forget what we believe in. We get to the point where we don't care if we had to lie, steal, or do underhanded things to achieve the goal. We just want to achieve it. The gag is, what's the use of achieving and receiving many praises or accolades or achieving your goals if you lose the integrity of who you are and what you believe in in the process? An heir was promised to Abram. Yes, but nowhere did God mention Hagar in that promise. So he marries Hagar because that's just what they did back then. And Hagar gets pregnant. Hagar starts to act all bold in front of Sarai in a way that Sarai tells Abram in Genesis 16, verse 5. Then Sarai said to Abram, "'This is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. "'The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me.'" Abram replied, Look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. This is the Bible's ultimate baby mama drama, and people say the word is boring. Here we see what having more than one woman does to the dynamic of family in the Bible. In the Bible, anytime more than one wife is chosen, there's a lot of baby mama drama teaching us a lesson. Just stick to one chick, it'll all be great after that. Abram is too funny. He tells Sarai plainly, she's your servant, deal with her, I'm not going to get into it. So Hagar leaves. And as she has ran away, the angel of the Lord appears to her and tells Hagar in Genesis 16 verse 9 to 11. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears for the Lord has heard your cry of distress even though Hagar was wedged in the middle of the shenanigans of these two the Lord has still heard her cry of distress the angel tells her her child's name will be called Ishmael which means God hears biblical names are so beautiful and tying creation to the father Ishmael God hears this verse really resonated with me because number one through her disgrace of listening to Sarai and Abram, the Lord knew she was simply doing her job as a servant listening to the authorities. Even in the messy situation, God hears, giving me and all of us the confidence that no matter what has happened or going to happen, God hears our cries and our plea for his help. And three, lastly, it's a testament that even from a messy situation, God can turn it around and reap a blessing. As the chapter comes to a close, Hagar uses another name to refer to the Lord who spoke to her. She says in Genesis 16 verses 13 to 14, You are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named Beer Lahai Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. I'm amazed and in awe of how God truly sees us, how Jesus is always in our walk daily. And this week, let's acknowledge that. God hears us and he sees us. Now, at the last verse of the chapter, which explains to us the desperation of Abram and Sarai. In in chapter 16, verse 16, it says, Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. Like I have been mentioning today, time and desperation are the equal components that will make us forget the promises of our God. What Abram and Sarai did was such an innate human thing to do. It was something that I'm sure many of us have struggled with and have done as well. For this week, let's open our mind and our hearts to the plan and timeline of the Lord for He knows when, how, and where. And in waiting to get there, what we must do and never cease to do is pray. Praise and worship Him, for He is good all the time, and His love endureth forever. Now for the closing prayer. We will say the prayer by Thomas Merton again that we had said previously last week. And it goes like this. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, You will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Thank you for joining me this week on Falling for Jesus. Subscribe to the podcast YouTube page and follow us on Instagram to be updated for more. Links will be posted on the description box. God bless and keep on falling for Jesus.